Hello, music teacher friends, and welcome to episode number 81 of the Beyond Measure podcast. I am Christina Whitlock, your host, here, of course, to serve as your anytime piano teacher friend. I hope you are having a good day, but even if you're not, I hope this time together will lift your spirits and help you feel a little less alone. Hey, I have one quick reminder before we dive in that if you enjoy this podcast and if you want to help me keep it happening, please do consider joining my community over on Patreon. You can choose to support the show for $3 a month or for $6 a month. This is one of my favorite economic phenomena, (laughs) the fact that it costs you very little individually, but because there is power in numbers, those small contributions actually add up really quickly and they allow me to help keep this show a priority in my creative life. So for those who join at the $6 a month level, I do host a get together on Zoom the final Friday of every month. And I just have to tell you, we have a really great time. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to have like an actual conversation with me, well, there's your chance. So if a $3 or $6 contribution fits into your budget this month, please do head over to patreon.com slash beyond measure podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com slash Beyond Measure Podcast. That link is also in the show notes for you, by the way. And of course, I just wanted to say thanks so much for whatever support you are able to throw my way, however that looks. All right, my friends, are you ready to hear something fun? (laughs) Well, this week I turn the big four zero. Yes, this is the week of my 40th birthday. (laughs) And because I feel like people on the internet just kind of have to make big lists connected to monumental birthdays, I decided it might be fun to challenge myself to make a list of 40 things I have learned about teaching music (laughs) thus far in my life. So I will forewarn you, that I could have spent a lot more time putting these things together and organizing them and saying them more eloquently. (laughs) But instead, I thought it might be fun just to challenge myself to sit down and make a list of 40 things that I have learned about teaching thus far um, in one sitting. So I basically treated this as an exercise in just writing my stream of consciousness. (laughs) And I just made a list of 40 things that I think are all great life lessons about teaching music. So are you ready? (laughs) Let's do this. It's a pretty big list, I will warn you, (laughs) but if you're up for it, so am I. So here we go. In no particular order, the 40 things that I have learned about teaching music thus far in my life. Number one, most of the things we take personally as studio teachers have very little to do with us. 
Oh, friends, <laughs> there is so much I could say on this topic. And I just have to interject right now that all of these 40 points um, have already been their own episodes or will someday be their own episodes on this podcast. So I'm going to force myself to just stick to the list today. <laughs> but if anything stands out to you as particularly intriguing or thought-provoking, then please feel free to message me on social media or email me at the link in my show notes and let me know um, that you would like further clarification. Okay, back to the list for real this time. Again, number one was most of the things we take personally as studio teachers have very little to do with us. Number two, I wasted a lot of time in the practice room, more focused on the number of hours I was putting in instead of the quality of practice I was putting in. And I just have to say, we definitely have students who do the same thing. They watch the clock instead of really thinking about what they need to be doing. Number three, good teachers know how to repeat themselves often and not grow tired of it. Number four, it's good to have goals, but even better to enjoy the musician that you are today at this very moment. Number five, a rested teacher is a happy teacher. <laughs> Number six, make friends with your local studio teachers. They are not your competition. They are your colleagues. Number seven, the best way to avoid feeling monotony in your teaching day is to approach each student as a new adventure, because that's exactly what they all are. Number eight, talk less, play more, and listen the most. I'll say that again. <laughs> talk less, play more, listen the most. Number nine, you can show kindness and understanding to your studio families in ways that do not involve breaking your policies or hurting your financial position. That's a good one. <laughs> Number 10, people are the job. If you don't love people, then this is not the job for you. Number 11, Students will rise to the level of your expectations. Number 12. Similarly, if you treat students and families as though they are your favorite people, they will often become so. Number 13. Don't spend energy on how people parent, how they spend their money, or how they spend their time. Number 14. Helping your students find patterns in music is a really important thing. But teaching them to find where the patterns end is even better. Number 15. The solution to many musical ailments is quite simply more repertoire. Number 16. I know we often say patience is a key element of music teaching, and it is, 
But patience is needed much less when you are really good at diagnosing the actual issues your students are experiencing in the moment. Number 17, as Robert Duke points out in his book, Intelligent Music Teaching, mediocre teachers and outstanding music teachers teach pretty much the same ideas, but it's the order in which they teach them that makes the real difference. Number 18, teaching music is way more important than teaching piano or whatever your instrument is. Number 19, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. (laughs) This has many implications in the studio. Number 20, halfway there. (laughs) Everyone, I mean everyone, is capable of finding enjoyment making music. Number 21, (laughs) here we go again. If you try to do everything you risk doing nothing really well. And I hate that. It's my recurring life lesson. Number 22, rhythm needs a lot more of our attention than it often gets. And by the way, I don't mean like music math, but I mean feeling, chanting, moving, and basically developing a rhythmic vocabulary. Number 23, serving on the board of professional organizations, specifically my state IMTA board of directors, has been one of the best decisions of my professional life, and it's worth the hours of volunteerism that are not necessarily in vogue in today's generation. Number 24, ooh, it's a good one, just because it's newer doesn't make it better. And number 25, by the same token, we are part of a profession where incredible minds are producing great new material all the time. Number 26, a solid working studio policy can be your greatest asset or a total waste of time. If that surprises you, It's all dependent on whether or not you actually follow your studio policy. (laughs) Number 27, technology definitely has its place, but it needs to fill a specific purpose because no one is impressed with your use of technology just for the sake of using technology. Number 28, speaking of purpose, successful teachers constantly ask themselves, what's my objective here? Number 29, speaking of questions, successful teachers ask a lot of them. (laughs) Asking questions tells your students that you value their insights and it also holds them accountable to express their ideas. Number 30, We learn far more through our mistakes than our successes. Sad but true. Number 31. There is room in this profession for all of us. Don't berate the new teacher on the block for the training she may or may not have. (laughs) Instead, reach out to her. Mentor, see yourselves as pursuing the same goals. 
because you are. Number 32, I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers on this one, and I have so much more to say about it, but I will just leave it here today. Sports are not the enemy. (laughs) I'll give you a second to recover from that. Sports really are not the enemy, friends. (laughs) Number 33, Anxiety comes to call on all of us from time to time. And I mean this regarding ourselves as well as our students. Be on the lookout. Number 34. Adult students are definitely a different type of animal in the studio. But you know what? They can also fulfill you like no one else. 35. Comparison is truly the thief of joy. All right, I know that I'm not the first one to say those words, but seriously, comparison really is the quickest road to discontentment. Number 36, beware of any scenario in which you feel like you know all there is to know, because you probably don't. Number 37, At the same time, trust in what you have been taught and what you've experienced because you know a lot and you bring a ton of value to your teaching. Number 38, prioritize your own family. As much as you love your studio families, at the end of the day, they will choose themselves over you just as they should. And it's up to us to set the same boundaries for our own families. Number 39, we are uniquely fortunate to have a job that often leaves us feeling better at the end of the day than when we started. I mean that. I love it so much. Which brings us to number 40. (laughs) Cue the drum rolls here. My number 40 is this. Sometimes studio teaching is all hearts and warm, fuzzy feelings. Other times, it guts you and makes you question everything. It is incredible and hard and exhausting and life-giving all at the same time. And there you have it, friends, my 40 reflections on teaching for this 40th year of my life. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my silly little list today. And now, of course, it's that time where I raise my glass to you and offer us up a toast to serve us through the week. (laughs) So here we go. Music teacher friends from all over the world, Today, I just want to thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, I have learned through this podcast the joys of diversifying my creative outlets, (laughs) and I have you to thank for your support in helping me continue and find real joy on the podcasting journey. So thank you. This is my salute to you for being such a great teacher friend. (laughs) Cheers to you. You're here. All right, friends, that is a wrap on episode 81 of the Beyond Measure podcast. 
I thank you again for celebrating with me today and indulging me in these life reflections. Um, If you are not already on my email list, I don't send a lot of emails out, but I do have some great things coming out later this month in celebration of this 40th birthday of mine. So I want you to make sure that you jump on that list by clicking on the link in my show notes. Make sure you sign up because there are some really great things coming your way later this month. Thanks again for considering supporting me on the Patreon community. $3 or $6, it all makes such a difference. And if nothing else, please consider supporting this podcast and celebrating my birthday by rating and reviewing this podcast over on Apple Podcasts or just sending me a note and telling me what you like about it. I never get tired of hearing your positive feedback. Thank you so much, my friends. I adore you. I hope that you have a most splendid week. Onwards and upwards, indeed.